Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for WordPress plugins A to Z, not Z. Hmm. The Colors of WordPress Plugins. It's episode 552, and we have plugins for simply guests. Email first. Meow Acapopolis. Yeah, that one's local Meowocalypse. Tra- there we go. Local translations. Sliding smart, meta sliding all over, and classic press options. It's all coming up on WordPress plugins from A to Z. WordPress. It's the most popular content management and website solution on the internet. And with over 80,000 plugins to choose from, how do you separate the junk from the gems? Join us for a weekly, unrehearsed conversation about the latest and greatest in WordPress plugins. This is WordPress Plugins from A to Z. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be hiding out there on the globe today. Coming to you direct from the oasis deep in the heart of the Cowichan Valley, I am John Overall, and with me is the ever-lovely... Amber Overall. And we have the usual show for you today, but of course, don't forget right off the top, you know, a couple of quick things. Um, it is a value for value show, so please, folks, kick some value back our way. If you get any value out of the show, go on over to the donation page and donate whatever you feel it is worthy of receiving. Also, don't forget we do have the Q&A segment at the end of the show with Amber, and you know part of that only stays on the YouTube channel. So if you want to hear all the really good stuff, and sometimes we end up with a really good long discussion there too, so you might want to check that out. Go follow us there. And of course, if you're really interested for fun and entertainment, you go listen to our pre-stream over on YouTube because sometimes it's truly fun and entertaining, especially today when we had all kinds of technical glitches on hounding uh, us. With all of that, though, of course... Thank you for sharing, John. Now get down from that soapbox. I'm so glad I get to hear these things again. It's much more entertaining. Uh-huh. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So this is number 13 of 52 episodes for 2022. Something I've always found interesting is the amount of people who think 13 is an unlucky number. Because honestly, I've, I've always liked this number a lot. I mean, 13 has been skipped in buildings, been avoided on ships for so long. But Friday the 13th, originally it was considered Freya's day. If you dig deep enough into our known history, Freya was the goddess of love and family, hearth and home, I guess. And Friday the 13th was her day. 13 was her number. It's, it's an interesting thing how we went from having it as a day of love hearth and home family and all that to having 13 being an unlucky number yeah you can blame it on a pope i can't remember his name the one who took out all the uh uh knights templars on a friday the 13th ah yes i, I always forget about that one yeah but i think people were thinking about as unlucky before that because it's an interesting conversation. I just wanted to bring it bring it up. Yeah. Also, thirteen in numerology equals four, which is absolutely my favorite number. And I thought of a really good topic of conversation for everyone to bring up next time they're hanging out with family and friends. Has anyone ever really stopped and thought about why they like or dislike certain numbers? Because everybody seems to have their preferred numbers and their less like numbers. And, you know, it's, it's a good thing to bring up in conversation. Yep. Of course, make sure all your media is turned off and you'll have really interesting conversation. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. All <laughs> right. I think it's time for us to go deal with the news. Please, can everybody be quiet? Please be quiet. Shut up! Thank you. And now the WordPress news with John Overall. What, Amber? So first thing I wanted to bring up is a really quick fun thing. Happy belated Pi Day, everyone. <laughs> this is a pretty fun article, just given a brief history on uh, humans' obsession with 3.14, or Pi. Mm-hmm. It's a fun little article. It gives a good history on when Pi was introduced, how it was first used, how it was discovered, all that kind of cool stuff. Yep. As I say, everything is contained in Pi. Sure is. It's a number of unlimited digits. Our, hmm? Keep going. On to our WordPress vulnerability report. It's actually not many to to really look at this week. There's only five plugins that need to be attended to this week. And of those, only one is in critical condition, which is the library file manager. The other four are about medium worry. So you still want to deactivate them until a patch can come through. But definitely if you have Media File Manager, I I would deal with that right away. Cool. Good stuff to know, folks. Next up is hundreds of GoDaddy-hosted sites backdoored in a single day. So this one I found interesting because the internet security analysts have spotted a spike in backdoor infections on WordPress websites hosted on GoDaddy's managed WordPress service. They're all featuring an identical backdoor payload. More specifically, the backdoor infecting all of the sites is a 2015 Google search SEO poisoning tool. So through the Google search SEO, they managed to implant on the WP config file a uh, spam link that causes that file to inject malicious pages into search results. So if you if that doesn't quite make sense, read this article. It goes through very much in depth, so you have a better understanding of it. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to be aware of. Yeah, they're they're trying to they're trying to figure out how it was how it was entered, and they're talking about a supply chain attack, is, yeah. is what is suspected. And for those that don't know, the supply chain attack means it came through an update or some other thing you've done to the website that was infected, and they're trying to figure out where where the infection came from, which is very important just to figure out. Well, how did they infect, especially the WP config file? That's supposed to be one of the most protected files in there. Exactly. All right. Well, there is one way you can do deal with that if you if you so desire. You can uh, make it so that nothing can be done to your WP contact contact file WP config file except for uh, allowing it to execute, change the permission settings on it, and then it can never I be. I read in a couple edited. places that you can also just move the location of your config file so if that you it's do, not as easily found. Yeah, but if you do that, you have to you have to add that information into your site so that it can find it. Yeah. Because without that file, it can't get to the database. Yeah, that would be bad. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next, next one up is Solar Winds. 
warns of attacks targeting web help desk instances. So they are specifically referring to the WHD web help web help desk program. It's it's a ticketing and IT inventory management software that is what is considered internet exposed, meaning it reaches out to the internet for people. Um, what their current recommendation is, is that you remove it from your public or your internet infrastructure until they know more. There's been some issues with it. Uh, they're still researching it. Hmm. Okay. Next up is Gutenberg contributors explore expanding background image block support and refining UI for background tools. The reason this is news is because currently background tools in Gutenberg are limited to the cover block. So that is one single block. And what they're now working on doing is giving it the ability to expand over multiple blocks. Hmm. Yeah. So it seems like it'd be a pretty cool idea. Yeah. That'll be useful. That'll make for more interesting designs, of websites. Hmm. Next one I have is DigitalOcean acquires CSS tricks. So for those who use the site CSS tricks, it is a good thing to know that the site Digital One has acquired it. They don't seem to have any plans on changing it up really because it, it, it's just a really good site as is. The reason why it's been sold is because the current owner just, he doesn't have the energy or the manpower to keep it up anymore. Yep. So he's just, he's passed it on. Hopefully it won't change much, but Figure if you notice changes, it's a good thing to know. It's been passed on. Yep. Lots of information there. All right. Next up is uh, GiveWP launches standalone donation form block for Stripe. So I found this an interesting idea. It's a plugin that has created a block for users to accept donations almost instantly. I just thought this was a very interesting one. WP Tavern does a really decent look it through on this plugin, talks about its pros and cons. So I could see this being very useful in the future. Hmm. Cool. And wordpress.org to launch pattern creator to expand pattern directory. <clears throat> so the pattern's transformative effect on page building in the block editor has made the feature important enough to earn its own directory as of July 2021. But for the past nine months, it has been limited to a small curated section of patterns from designers in the community. And what they're looking to do now is they're looking to add to this with public pattern submissions. I think that is very cool. And the last one we have for today is Gutenberg 12.8 launches the web fonts API, improves group nesting, and adds keyboard shortcut for links. That's useful. For I those, think this will be, yeah, that, I think this will be pretty awesome. For those that use keyboard shortcuts. That would be me. I use a lot of keyboard shortcuts. Yeah. Could save some time. It does. I actually started using keyboard shortcuts when I was a security guard. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, once you learn the keyboard shortcuts, there's a lot of them out there, and 
they vary from platform to platform, but once you can learn them for whatever you're working on, it can, if you're a good typer, it can make your life a hell of a lot faster and easier. It really does. You just got to be a good typer, <laughs> which I unfortunately am not. All right. So we've got some good extras in here. Uh, just to read off a few. Android Trojan persists on the Google Play Store since January. That's definitely one you'll want to check out. What is a Web3 browser and what does it do? Most important skill for enterprise architects may surprise you. It is communication. Yep. How to hide your embarrassing images and videos in Google Photos. And how an AI brain with only one neuron could surpass humans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always try and give some really entertaining ones that into the that, extras. That one will be entertaining considering our discussion on AI before the show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's move and talk about those that support this show with their time, talent, or treasure. It's time to donate to WP. A to Z. We like to start out acknowledging our artist of the week because we like very few, there's very few shows out there like us. We of course stole the idea from the No Agenda show, which is to change the artwork up every single episode. And of course, we have a whole library of art that's being, being curated and produced by our artists. We have a few artists that come in, but lately we've had, you know, one main artist and that's again, Greg's Graphics. He's brought us some really cool new art to use. This week, it's a really cool uh, chameleon. I've never seen a chameleon. I really like those. this guy. He's, he's adorable. Yes, they're, well, chameleons are. I used to catch him as a kid and, you know, release him in the <laughs> house. We lived in uh, southern Spain at the time, and chameleons were just wild everywhere. And I bet was, your mom loved that. Yeah, well, they kept the bugs down in the house. It was only <laughs> irritating when she'd move the curtains and the thing would fall off the curtain rod. <laughs> you know, but uh, it's really entertaining to put them on colors they can't change. Because they do have a limited <laughs> color palette, and they can only change reds, greens, browns. And if you put them on something that they can't change the color, they just go all spotted. Kind like of like, kind of like this one. <laughs> you know, it's just really interesting. But I, I thought it was great artwork. I just, the colors stood out on it, you know, and it was just really kind of cool looking. And it's kind of eyeballing you like, hmm, what are you thinking, bud? So <laughs> really nice one. Thanks again, Greg. Really greatly appreciate it. And if you'd like to have your artwork selected, used in our show, it's it shows up for at least a week after the show in the, in the, uh, podcast players, apps, and other things. We haven't got so far as advanced to podcasting 2.0, but we're slowly making our way that direction. When I have time, I pick at it. Anyway, thanks again, Greg. And uh, to all the artists, just go to wpplugins.com slash artwork to submit your artwork to the show. All right, and we don't have executive producers, but they do pop in from time to time. And if you'd like to be an executive producer of the show, all you got to do is donate $50 or more, send us a note, and we will add it to the show notes and read it all out. And thank you very much for donating to the show. Also, if you've got any articles, news, information, plug-in suggestions, you know, comments you want to make, those things, hey, reach out to us and let us know that they exist and we will get them into the show also. 
And where am I? I'm running slow. My brain is uh, seems to be a little out of out of kilter. Oh, we have some listener questions, but uh, I think that's a bit later. That's later in the show. All right, that's okay. all we really got to cover it up. You know, if you want to submit your stuff or if you want to donate, just go to WPPlugins, A to Z.com slash donate to donate to the show. Nice form you fill out, put in whatever amount you feel is, is, is worthy and donate it to the show. Oh, we do like to thank those that come in under $50. That's where I was going. And for those that come in under $50, it remains anonymous. And we got a few of you that donate, you know, a few bucks here, a few bucks there. It's helpful. It doesn't put any money in our pocket. It just, it's a good acknowledgement that people actually like and, and like to show enough to donate to us. So thank you very much to those folks out there. All right. It is time to get into what everyone shows up here for. And that is our plug-in reviews. All right. Classic Press, we still don't have anything new about Classic Press. And uh, if you're a Classic Press user and you pop in here, hey, send us some information, help keep us up to date. Maybe I'll eventually find some time and go play with Classic Press again and see how it's doing. Other than that, let's dive into the WordPress plugins. The first one I have for you this week, um, I can't remember why I went and looked this one up for somebody. And it's called Simply Guest Author Name. And it, what it allows you to do is if you have guest authors or someone submits an article and you don't want to publish it just under your name, you want to give the author credit, this plugin creates a special box in your post area that you can then enter the guest author, author's name uh, for that post. You also get the option with the plugin to reuse, save the guest authors, upload the guest author's, author's image, you know, archives for the guest author, bulk edit, and more, a whole bunch of things. But what it allows is you, that way you don't have to create them as a user on your uh, site to be able to get them as an author on, this, on the post, because the only other previous way to do it, of course, was to create them as a user on the site. And then you had to give them subscriber access to the site, which meant that they could not publish stuff, but they could create stuff that you would then publish. So it, if you don't want to do that, this is a great option to do that for your site. Anyway, great little plugin. I thought it was worthy. So go check it out. It's called Simply Guest Author Name and I give it a four dragon rating. So is this, this makes it possible for people to get onto your site and write something and choose themselves or you have to put that in for them once they've put in the information, once no. they put in the articles? No, no. They, they send you the article, you do the publishing. Okay. This is for That's sites cool. where like, okay, we'll take a guest post, but you know, you got to send us all the stuff and then we put it on the site and, and, you know, instead of having to put a byline at the top of the article, you just put, you know, you can use the author metadata to put in a byline. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So first one I have today is local translate. Hmm. When I first saw this, I was super excited for this plugin because I thought it was for translating foreign publics or for foreign plugins into English for both myself and my site. But it turns out it's actually the other way around, which honestly is just as cool. You take the plugin or theme and translate it into a foreign language. So, so like if it's an English one, you can do your plugin and then you translate into your own language, which I thought was also pretty cool. Well, that's useful for uh, developers of foreign language plugins or forking out foreign language or someone who's developed an English plugin and they want it in Spanish. 
So yeah. <laughs> so it takes a little extra effort because you do need to go through and translate all of the important lines that mm -hmm. it tells you need translating into whatever your language is. But it would be worth the time in order to be able to use it in just your language. Yep. That can be a really cool tool for uh, de for developers. Yeah. Totally free. I recommend that, get, that people check it out. I rate it at five dragons. Okay. The next one I have for you here is called Email Before Download. This is for those of you out there, like I had some for a while, but they got out of date and I haven't updated them where you offer up, hey, you know, you want to get into my email list, we'll give you this free PDF download, give me your email, you know, or what the other thing it can do with you is to verify that they get an email or that it's a valid email they're giving you is they have to enter their email to download it. It sends them a verification email, which then has a link to allow them to go download the file. So... That's cool. I thought it was a pretty useful tool. I haven't set it up and used it because I'm still behind on creating my my um, PDF documents that I used to give away. But this is a great way to confirm that you're getting a valid email address added to your uh, email list. So something to check out, a useful tool for many people. And uh, I thought it was very, very good for everyone to have. So go check it out. It is email before download, and I give it a four dragon rating. I could definitely see the usefulness in that. Hmm. Uh, next one I have is Smart Slider 3. Sorry. <clears throat> so I was searching up gallery plugins for a client, and I side checked this one out. And it turns out that although it is specifically a slider rather than a gallery, it is pretty awesome. Uh, it has the ability to do videos or images, and it also has templates available in the free version, although they don't have the showcasing option or the carousel option in the free version. You need to go pro for those options. Mm -hmm. But for what is available in the free version, it's a pretty good option using Smart Slider 3. You can set the height and length of the slider. You can add videos and images together, and it looks really nice. I really like how easy it was to set up when I was playing around with it. It's not one of those, uh, if you're new to setting up a site, you research all the terms. It just asks you in regular human language if you want it, this, uh, how high, how long, all that stuff. It's very, very cool. I rate it at four dragons. Cool. All right, and the final one I have for you is called Apocalypse Meow. I've been very curious about this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is a security plugin. And what its main focus is for addressing WordPress security issues you may have on your accounts, logins. It helps stop brute force protections, customizable password strength requirements. It uh, deals with the XML RPC access controls, um, account access alerts, access logs so you can so you can log what's going in including failed login attempts and temporary bans user enumeration prevention registrate registration spam protection in other words and that's a bad one that happens a lot and membership and e-commerce sites it mm -hmm. annoys me to no end um, 
And miscellaneous core and temp template options to make targeted hacks more difficult on your site. So all in all, it's a pretty decent little security plugin. If you don't already have one you're happy with, you might give this one a check over and see how it works for your site and see if it can help protect your site from all the headaches we have out there. It's a relatively new plugin, but it looks like it's growing pretty rapidly. You know, it's already got 800, 800 plus installs in two months, so. Nice. Anyway, go check this one all out, and uh, I give it a four dragon rating. It's the Apocalypse Meow. I still think Meowocalypse would have worked. Yeah, Meowocalypse. <laughs> Last one I've got is, it's called Slider Gallery and Carousel by Metaslider, responsive WordPress plugin. So throughout my search for gallery plugins, I also came across this one. At first, honestly, I didn't think it was overly great, but then I really started getting into it and realized it has a lot of personalization options and it's actually set up very nicely. It's just hot, uh, one of those plugins you got to dig into before you realize how cool it actually is. Mm. There's a decent option in the free version for personalization, like there's a, a decent amount of things you can do, but they do keep most of the options for their pro version, which it makes sense. Yep. Uh, the way you use this is you use a short code in your page or post and it shows up actually very nicely. It also behaves well with other plugins. It plays very nicely and it's a decent all around plugin. I rate it at four dragons. Very cool. Alrighty, that covers up our plugins for you, but we do have some listener questions this week. Actually, I think they were last week and I sort of blew past them but it happens. They're there. All right, here we go. First one out the gate from listener questions. Are there any rules of thumb for choosing a domain name? Uh, no, you can have any domain name you want, but if you're talking about building out a business, yeah, you want a domain name that relates to your business or is your business name. If you can get it, you want to have a domain name that is easy enough to spell. And that is an important one nowadays because the harder yeah. your domain name is to spell, the less likely people are to use it because they'll type it in incorrectly. And of course the, the spammers and all the others out there, they find a domain that gets busy and they start, they start uh, creating, they start buying up all the misspellings of that domain to redirect traffic. So you'll want to have something that's easy to spell. You don't want a big, long one. The other thing about a domain name is one thing you should do if you've got a company that's multiple names together, and I can't think of one at the moment, but then you put all those names together as one word and then look at the words that are made in the middle. There's been companies, huh. there's been companies that when they put the letter, the words together in their company name in the, in the middle of it was anal or some, or anal sex be and as two words in there. You can, they, they just jump out. And it, oh ha my. it happens a lot in, co in net company <laughs> names. It's like there was a page dedicated to that. Uh, domain, uh, unexpected names and domain names. I think it was yep. something like that because people only, you know, they see only the single words, but then they put them in a domain. It's one word. Don't use underscores or dashes if you don't have to because your user will never remember the underscore or dash when they go to type it in. You know, it's, there's a whole lot around that. 
Um, registering, best place to register a domain. There's a link on our website for that uh, from registering through uh, johnoverall.com. You know, that way I can make a buck. But in the end, it's still a, I'm a, still a reseller for GoDaddy. Uh, as a reseller, I make a buck off of domains that people buy through me. But GoDaddy is me far and above of everything else GoDaddy does wrong. Domain registration is the one thing they do right. And of course, that's what they started their business on was pure domain registration. They have the best interface for managing your domains uh, uh, far and above everyone else's. And it's the least headache of all of them. And I've been in a lot of domain registrars for all of my different clients over the years. You know, I've and these different domain registrars, some of them are a real pain to manage the domains in. So as I'm as I'm getting into more and more different of these, I'm, I agree with you on that. <laughs> and how do you decide what domain What's the best length of time to register a domain for as long as you can afford to pay for it? Uh, you can register them up to 10 years, I think, is the maximum time frame you can register a domain for. I do them one year at a time simply because some of my more, my more used domains, I'll register them for two or three years at a time. But uh, other domains where I'm not sure I do them one year at a time because I may decide I don't want that domain anymore. And why waste money if you're not going to use that domain? You know. Um, so the best length of time is anywhere from one to 10 years, whatever you think. The one problem I can say about the very long ones is I had it happen to a client of mine. They'd registered it for like five or 10 years and they completely lost track of their account when it came Ooh. time to renew. And it was a real pain to get back in because of course, when they first registered it, um, uh, I think this happened about three years ago or so. And when they'd re registered back around 2013, it was, we didn't have as much security on the internet as we have now, you know, with all of the, you know, the two factor authentications, the extra long passwords, all it was. And so they had to go through a whole lot of rigmarole to regain access to their account. So that's another thing to keep in mind. If you have but it once a year. It would be best to go for between one and three years just to keep up with the tech for, mm -hmm. for signing in and everything. Yep. And how do you decide what domains to register? Well, .com is the primary one, if you can get it. If you can't get .com, depends on where your what your company's focused on. You know, .ca is only for Canadians. You have to be a Canadian or a Canadian company to get a .ca domain. .org works. .ed, I don't know what .ed, I can't remember if .ed is limited to educational only. Um, but of course, nowadays, there's so many extensions for domains mm -hmm. out there, you know, it's like, it, it's the best domain is the, the ending is the best one you can get. Um, start with .com and then work your way down the list until you find one that, that, that works for you. So anyway, that's what you do for domains. So thanks for the questions. We got no name attached to it. So thanks to the anonymous person who dumped those questions in there. Uh, another thing too about the uh, .com.ca thing is something you can do is you can actually, if you can get the same domain name in a few of those different ones, you mm -hmm. can combine them all together. Yeah. Oh yeah, well it's that like- That will cover yeah. your base too. Well, if you go to johnoverall.com, uh, I actually own the .ca, the .biz, the um, the .net version of that domain, but they all go to mm -hmm. the same spot. No, they don't. I use them for different things. 
I, I use the .net and the .biz for, two, for different things. So no, they're no longer in the same spot. They used to go to the same spot. The .com and .ca go to the same spot though. All right. And we do have Absolutely. We have a contest. Our contests are powered by the Simple Giveaways plugin. So thank you to those guys very much for the plugin. What we got right now is we are giving you a single lifetime domain license with Interact Interactive Geo Maps valued at $49.50. bucks. Forty nine ninety nine. This is a really cool mapping plugin. It uh, doesn't, doesn't produce high resolution maps. They're lower resolution, but they're very inter interesting vector maps where you can create little images or pathways or mark out cities where your where stuff might be when people mouse over the markers you get a pop-up to tell, give them more information it's a really cool plug-in for the most part it's well worth it and hey you know enter the contest get it for free and use it it is a great plug-in contest is running from now until april 6th winner will be announced on the april 7th show so get out there and register for the contest all right, cover up a couple of things here before we move into the Q&A with Amber. Plugins I covered up in this show were the Simply Guest Author Name plugin, which I gave a four to, the Email Before Download, which I gave a four to, and the Apocalypse Meow, which I gave a four to. And I covered Local Translate, which I rated at five, Smart Slider Three, which I rated at four, and Slider Gallery and Carousel by Metaslider Responsive WordPress Plugin, which I rated at four. Alrighty. And a couple of quick reminders. There is going to be a meetup sometime in June and more details will be coming on that as soon as I have finalized dates, times and other stuff on it. If you're a developer, know a developer or work in WordPress or create stuff in WordPress, know somebody creates it, they'd like to be interviewed by WP Plugins. You can just go to wpplugins.com slash interview to reserve your spot to register and get an interview. And it's a really great opportunity to get some promotion of your plugin and everything else. And if you have any plugin suggestions, you want them reviewed, just go to wpplugins.com slash submit plugin review. Alrighty, it is time. It's question and answer time. Whatever. Before I get started, anyone, if anyone out there has any questions you'd like to have asked here on the show, feel free to, to send them in to me, amber at wp pro.ca and we'll get them up here and we'll see if we can stump my dad my first question for you is what do you look for when searching for a good page builder okay uh well when i'm searching for a good page builder i look for intuitiveness for my brain and also how widely adopted is it and then also the longevity of it now in the beginning it didn't matter because everybody was building them you didn't know who was going to win the race but now yeah. you want one that's that's stuck around keeps it up to date it's fairly stable it doesn't bloat the site full of full of extra code like some of the page builders will bloat your site so full of extra code that it just turns them into a crawling mess 
Um, you know, and the, the problem we've got now is unfortunately I'm, I've seen the writing on the wall finally, and you know, I've got to make the switch to Gutenberg page builders, their days might be numbered. Um, simply because of the full site editing that's coming into WordPress and Guten through Gutenberg. I mean, I played with the full site editing about a week or so ago on a brand new site with the 2022 theme, but holy crap, is it not intuitive? No, it's, it's, like, it's harder for me to wrap my brain around. It's, it's really tough. I had to actually move out of the 2022 theme, which is the, I believe a theme built for full site editing into the 2021 theme. So I could actually build a site because there's so many things in there that are just out of sync. But, you know, a good page builder is one that will do everything you want to do. And, and accordingly, you know, Gutenberg does everything a page builder will do um, in, its, in its current state before the full site editing. It does everything a page builder would do. And I'm working through and testing that thesis right now. And it does appear that it does these things. It's... It's just, it, it's not working fully with my brain. Once my brain snaps and clicks to it, I'm sure it'll be fine. But so you're for a good page builder right now, you're looking for something that works for you, has been around a while and doesn't bloat your site or make things difficult or break stuff. Um, you know, I'm not going to mention page builders. I've got a, there's one or two out there. Most people know the, <coughs> sorry, uh, um, sneezing there, you know digging um at any rate um there's there's a couple of page builders out there that are just insanely hard and they bloat your site where there's a couple yeah. of page builders that are relatively intuitive and they don't seem to bloat your site so that's what you want to check into all right uh next question is what do you look for when testing out themes to see if they're any good or not well i haven't really tested themes in a very long time because the theme is no longer relevant. Okay. Yeah. And it, once upon a time, you go back five years in WordPress and the theme was massively relevant because your theme determined all your layouts and everything else because of all the pages in it. But with the advent of page builders, the theme became completely irrelevant. Um, the hell was that? That was weird. Uh, anyway, um, the theme became absolutely irrelevant. So I don't test themes out anymore. Sometimes I'll look at a theme or I'll start with a theme that's got some uh, templates that I can use. Um, but that's really all I'm looking for is that they got a template that, that'll make my initial design faster instead of having to build everything from scratch. I can start with their template and then redo from their template my what I want. So that's all I'm really looking for in themes now. It's like themes are, they're, they're less relevant than they used to be. And with Gutenberg, they're even less relevant because if you look at the theme for 2021, there's nothing to it. There's, it's nothing, literally nothing. But from 2021 theme, you can build out a site that looks like it was themed out massively because of the hmm. Gutenberg editor. So, so yeah. So I don't. I All don't. Right, look, and I have. Oh, sorry. I say I don't look at themes and test them anymore. That's good to know. I have one more question, so I'll read it out to you. Mm -hmm. What do you look for when doing a security review? Okay, well, this will be a very interesting question. We will dig into that one after we let a girl take us on out of here.
Reminders for the show. All show notes can be found at wppluginsatoz.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the newsletter for more useful information delivered directly to your inbox. WP Plugins A to Z is a show that offers honest and unbiased reviews of plugins created by developers because you support the show. Help keep the show honest and unbiased by going to wppluginsatoz.com slash donate and set the donation level that fits your budget. Help us make the show better for you by subscribing and reviewing the show at Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and in the iTunes Store. You can also leave us a review on our Facebook page using wppluginsatoz.com slash Facebook. You can also watch the show live on YouTube, check out the screencasts and training videos, and remember to subscribe and hit the bell to get notifications of all new videos. Follow the show on Twitter at wppluginsatoz. John can also be reached at his website, johnoverall.com, or email him directly, john at wppro.ca. Thanks for joining us and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the show. This show is copyrighted by johnoverall.com. So until next time, have yourselves a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be out there on the globe today.